Hello there and welcome to the Sign Film Podcast where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. My name is Tom and as always I am joined with my co-host John. Hey, it's me. Today's um, a very, very exciting uh, episode today. So we've got um, a guest and do. we're going to talk a very, very good TV show. So um, yes. if you want to go over that segment, you can look into the timeline. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're going yeah. to be talking about Invincible Season 1, and we're going to be joined by Joe of Heg Dog Films, our good friend, uh, in the main segment and then in the weekly viewing segment. And we're going to we're going to talk about Invincible Season 1, the whole season, spoilers uh, for all of that. So, you know, you should, probably wa- you should probably watch that if you're interested before you yeah. kind of get into it. Yeah, it's going to be a long episode today, so... It is, uh, so let's, yeah. waste, let's waste no time and let's talk straight into the news. John, we're getting another DC fandom. DC yeah, and um, they're doing DC fandom number two this time in October. It'd be a virtual event once again. Uh, what do you think? I'm very surprised about this because I thought we were just done with DC fandom because I thought that was like a you know once in a lifetime uh, fan service. You know, like we're in lockdown like last year in August and we saw it and it was great. Um, but I'm very surprised about this because are they going to talk more about the games or are they going to talk about um the new batman film or or that i don't know yeah it could be really interesting or something yes i i agree i agree i i also thought this was you know kind of a a one and done kind of thing but there i guess there's a lot more to show as you said the games you know a, a year on they'll have more footage maybe more gameplay to show from you know suicide squad kills the justice league and gotham knights also i i assume this will be where we get our second trailer for the batman maybe our first trailer for um black adam some footage for the flash maybe it, it could also you know Ooh. be where we get announcements um Ooh, and because... oh, sorry, uh, yeah go on um like there could be like a lot of stuff um that they're gonna show like um uh, new uh figurines or like you know they're like with the sale uh, mm. with Savvy, they part the, the partnership, and yeah. I think they're gonna branch more of like doing more graphic novels or showing more like um, people on board, like make, making more stories. I'm pretty interested to see um, what's gonna happen this year. Yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a lot more opportunities. I'm thinking because obviously at this time. Uh, Suicide Squad will have come out so I'm wondering maybe they will announce a second film or announce some other films just in general uh, yeah. obviously yeah, oh. that's kind of what the big or draw may- is oh, sorry. Um, or maybe um, that they're going to show a bit of Peacemaker that uh, James right. Gunn is yeah, exactly. uh, directing so oh, yeah, yeah. There, there are loads of opportunities um, and kind of you that's know we, we, it definitely is we, we, we spoke a little bit about video games but the rumor on the street is is that we're going to be getting a mandalorian video game so not so obviously a while back you know there was the announcement of an open world star wars game so this could be that game that they were thinking of what do you think about the prospect of a mandalorian game i think that would be great um to be honest it's going to be like um you know uh mix of like red dead redemption 2 you know like you explore around you're doing like um bounty hunting to get some money um but like stuck with star wars uh, i thought it's going to be really cool um now uh, 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 now i don't know but i, I think you, that'll be because obviously 
I don't think that this show could be set during the time this game, sorry, could be set. It could be before. Yeah, yes, be I think before. it would either be before or after season two because during, you know, Din has, you know, he has his one mission of getting Grogu home. There isn't any, there's not really, especially in season two, he just kind of goes to where he needs to go to get Grogu back. There's no yeah. kind of room for a whole game in there. So I'm thinking maybe a, a game, you know, set beforehand where, where he's like properly a bounty hunter or a game mm-hmm. set after season two where he's kind of acclimatizing to life after Grogu left and he's trying mm-hmm. to kind of figure out his place. What, what, what would you prefer? Oh, I'm uh, I'm about to sneeze. I just muted myself bless so you, you don't have to hear. Bless, bless uh, you. Uh, so uh, what was the question? Sorry. Uh, what would you prefer to see? Would you prefer to see something that was set before the show or something that's set after season two before season three? Um, I think it would be set before. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to sneeze again. Oh, yeah. he's, he's wait, in no, wait. Oh, oh. Oh, uh, I just, got the, I got the, I got the start of that one. Bless you. Again. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, uh, right. So, I would like it to have like set before because I think that would work really well. You know, like the on the road to the first season of the Mandalorian, or like to understand more about Din on his journey to become this Mandalorian. You know, like there could be like some troubles uh, that he has, or like. Uh, like fighting against the empire or you know he's trying to you know um not to be with the empire because um they could be using him for bounty hunting or uh, yeah you could the resistance there is the opportunity to to have a show set obviously the mandalorian starts six years after return of the jedi so five years after yeah. the conflict ends so, you know, I do I do wonder if they made a game beforehand, they could make it set like 10 years prior, like right in the middle of the Galactic Civil War, you know, like you've got like Din maybe getting hired by the Empire. I think that's a really cool prospect, seeing what he was what he was like in, in the world of the of the Empire. I think that sounds awesome. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be the main story, you know, like trying to realize who he wants to be, you know, the Mandalorian. Um you know, it takes a lot of things. And, you know, it could be, um, it could look into the background of the, the watch, right? You know, yeah. he was uh, raised. So, yeah, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, loads of really, really cool prospects. You, you know, you could see, you know, like the first kind of interactions of some of these characters. You see him meet Grief Karga, maybe, and, you know, like, just understand how he, you know, how he goes from that frightened kid who gets taken up by Death Watch to, you know, the 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 Mandalorian as he is in episode one of season one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, overall, mm, go on, yeah. Um, overall, I'm pretty interested to see what's um what they're making. Me yeah. too. Um, we also have some casting news for oh casting um, news. I know Tom, it's casting uh, news every time. Oh my god, every time. <laughs> This is uh, so for another kind of DC project. Um, oh, the Green okay. Lantern HBO Max show. Um, so Finn Wittrock, who was in American Horror Story and La La Land, he was Greg, uh, uh, such a memorable character in La La Land. <laughs> wait, Greg. Oh, wait, wasn't he? Oh, he's the he guy was, who talks to me, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, we don't really see him. We just see no. him just walking around. Well, no, yeah. you see, you see him in the restaurant scene when she leaves him. Yeah, like talking about, about um, <laughs> uh, what was it? What's the place? 
It was not. It was not Mango. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, it's in Asia somewhere. Um. Ah, uh, he was talking about that. Like he's got a very nice apartment. Mm. Just see the. Yeah, I, um, I, I vaguely remember that. Um. It, it yeah. starts with an S. That's Shanghai. Wait, no, not Shanghai. I don't know. Oh well. Um, that's gonna honestly, annoy me. Honestly, I I'm not the person to ask. Literally, that's like never paid attention to what they're talking about in that scene. I guess that's the point. I guess that's the point. Yeah, I think that's the um, point. But somehow um, it's a curse for me with dialogue. With them. Uh, okay, so... so yes, um, Finn Wittrock has been cast as Guy Gardner in the uh, Green Lantern show. So now we do know that um, this show is going to explore a lot of the kind of Green Lantern mythos. It has been confirmed to be exploring Guy Gardner, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, Kilowog, Sinestro, but not... Hal Jordan. Now I know that you know you're not kind of you're not hugely uh, knowledgeable about the Green Lantern lore uh, comics. Yeah. So what are you kind of thinking about this? This is um, obviously going in a very different direction to the film. Yeah, um, I think. Well, I do have a lot of knowledge about uh, Green Lantern. What you said. Um, maybe this could be like a fresh start of who, like the Green Lanterns. Uh, you know, like. Um, they're different. Um, what well, the rings? What 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 are the factions? Are they called the? Uh, are they called factions or is it just um like different? Uh, yeah, rings? I, I, yeah, the different power rings. That's a good question. Oh. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not really sure if they are because factions or the, the, there is. Groups. I don't know. I just want to. You know, oh, they're called cores. The I think the best. You know, Green Lantern core, Sinestro core. I think they're cores. You know. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So that um, makes sense. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty interested to see like how this really works because I'm just a bit meh on the Green Lantern backstory. I just think, okay, what 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 do I need to learn? But then I just feel like uh, I just need to read the comics. That's all. And yeah, yeah, by understanding. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty interested to see this. Um, even though I have no idea, it comes as a surprise on. to me that they're because you know to me. Hal Jordan feels like the obvious kind of one to follow in the comics. You know, Hal Jordan is your very kind of average kind of hero. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, a fighter yeah. pilot. He's got a bit of like a. He's a bit cocky. He's a very much kind of you know got that kind of Doctor Strange, Tony Stark esque pers- personality. He's a fighter pilot. He's a bit of a maverick. You know, um, <laughs> maverick. <laughs> yeah, he's basically maverick from Top Gun. Basically. Um, but then, like, um, you know, Guy Gardner's, you know, got, like, a, a much, like, bigger, like, temper. Simon Baz is, you know, a lot more of a kind of political character, you know, like, linking into, like, Muslims in America. And and Jessica Cruz, her whole story is is, is intertwined with the Injustice Society in the comics. So, oh. um, Injustice League, sorry. So, I think it's, I, I think they're definitely choosing, like... They're, they're going into it, you know, they're not like skirting on their edges, they're, they're going into the, I mean, I would argue that these are the more interesting characters to, to talk about, you know, Sinestro, of course, starting out in the Green Lantern Corps, and then kind of becoming a Yellow Lantern, creating the Fear Corps, the Sinestro Corps, and then Kilowog being an alien, you know, I feel like they're not, they're not doing the easy route, and I really respect that, and these are some of my favourite characters, I, 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 I'm so excited to see what they do with Simon Baz, because his mm-hmm. story is so, so very interesting, he's a in the New Fifty Two, which is where they introduced him, he is a uh, he's a car thief, I think, um, and he gets arrested. And it, oh, wait, it, it's intertwined with Hal Jordan's story as well. 
and there's a lot of like you know prejudice against him like it's a really nice it starts off with like him as a kid seeing 9-11 like on the news and like oh, wow. knowing that his life is going to change because so many people in america are going to associate him and his religion and his culture with that it's it's wonderful really honestly um i think i have that graphic novel what really yeah green lantern yeah that you know talking about simon baz i think i have that really which one is um let me let me let me check my shelf uh ladies and gentlemen Um, the 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 coveted comic book shelf and is it is it the massive book um called rise of the third army yes yes it is yeah i have that now so you so so you've read that one uh no i haven't read it actually it's just shelf there because nice i need to learn more about that but it was on sale it it massive book it was on sale it was 10 quid Oh, that's ah. decent. So Rise of the Third Army kind of tells the story of volume two and three of the New 52 run. So I'll, I'll, you should probably borrow volume one so you kind of understand the background between yeah. them. And it all kind of stems off the, the blackest day, brightest night kind of story. Um, but yeah, I'm very I, excited I, to see a Green Lantern um, show. I properly, uh, properly met uh, Hal Jordan in the New 52, but it was the Justice League. It was yes. um, written by... Jeff, Jeff Johns. Johns um, well, Jeff Johns yes. wrote the the first three issues of the Green Lantern New Fifty Two run. Oh right, first three okay. volumes, should I say? Yeah, because he was conti- he was completing that Brightest Day, uh, Blackest Night storyline, and then kind of powering on with it. Oh, oh, right. I, I feel so intelligent right now, John. <laughs> I feel like I, uh, I feel like I have the knowledge. Yeah, and I, this week, um, uh, what was it? I ordered. Um, the first volume for Deathstroke's Rebirth, and it looks oh. amazing. Oh, uh, I'm excited! Oh, he, you're such a tease, man. You're always teasing us with, with comic books. That you I, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. Going to read. Well, before we uh, talk about that, John, let's oh. talk about Invincible. We are talking Invincible. about Invincible, John, and yes, we have a we have a guest. We've got oh my Joe God. here from oh. Dog Films. Oh, it's just a, a clap. Everyone clap. Amazing, amazing. Yes, yes. We've we've got the legendary Joe here. It's um, me. How are, yes. how are you today, Joe? I'm doing all right. Good. Uh, yeah, well rested. So ready to talk. About <laughs> talk. Mm-hmm. Invincible. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So before before we get straight into it, Joe, tell us tell us, tell everyone at home a bit about yourself. Well, where can they find you and all that? Uh. Well, I've got my Instagram where I post movie reviews as often as I can. Uh, Dog Films. Uh, I've got. I'm working on one at the moment. Got one coming out soon. Oh, what is oh. it? What is it? Uh, what is uh, it? It's a little film involving Ezra Miller and Emma Watson. Oh, oh, oh! oh I don't oh. know what he means. I don't know. I know what you mean. It's the I one that I tried to get John to watch about twenty times, and he wouldn't watch I, it. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, yes, I haven't seen that film. Uh, I'm so terribly sorry. Um, I should watch it. Um, yeah, you should, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, if you want to follow Joe on Instagram, um, links in the your... description. Uh, yes. Instagram and Twitter. His his handles are in the description, so you can you know follow him on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, make sure, and... lads. Let's get into Invincible, shall we? Yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, so, right. I'll I'll kick it out. I'll kick I'll kick I'll kick out to our guests, Joe. What did you think right. of Invincible Season 1? Right. 
Season one as a whole. Season one as a whole. Let's just get Brilliant. straight into it. Brilliant. I, loved it. I absolutely loved it. If I'm gonna oh, man. Yeah, it's one of those TV shows that you um, really you don't expect to see uh, to, uh, to see on Amazon Prime because it's animated um, and it's straight from the graphic novel, which I haven't read. And uh, and boy, what a show! And um, yeah. yeah, so it's a very thoughtful and um, deep show about you know you know like the reality of Superman. Of like you know, army man, and uh, between it's like a father and son. It's just a bit, bit messed up, you know, in the last episode. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I think yeah. it's interesting that you bring up, you know, like the animation style. I think you couldn't, you know, having seen like you know, like the art style of the comics. I think it was the only you couldn't do this in live action, and they are going to do this no, in live no. action actually. No. Uh, Seth oh, Rogen, who plays Alan the Alien in the animated show is actually developing a live-action version. But I think that you don't need it. I think we've, we've got the definitive uh, Invincible adaptation. I think that this art style and, you know, doing that direct comic book thing is perfect. It allows to have those vibrant colours and everything without having to worry about, like, you know, things not being translated too well, you know. And I think the old voice cast just perfectly, yeah. like, do their... And my... my it, there's so many like surprise like appearances in the cast just all throughout the season you get like people who you just wouldn't have expected to be in it or yeah, you wouldn't the have cast is amazing. It. Cast really yeah. Amazing. yeah you got jk simmons as omni man who did oh, yeah. so well um yeah uh, especially in the last episode um it you know <laughs> it comes to think about it, he's like the same person uh who um who did um as um wait did i forget the name who works in the bugle uh, yeah Joe, yeah why did i how did i forget that uh, so yeah you know Come jameson on, did really need those uh spider-man pictures <laughs> just mm. just punching the way through and he needs just... pictures of omni now. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, I think I, I think I think Jake J.K. Simmons proves himself to be simultaneously like the funniest and scariest. Like I think oh, yeah. you know, in all of his oh, roles, yeah. he, he proves to have such comedic timing, but he's also like he can like especially Omni Man is definitely one of his most um like frightening performances. Like if you look at yeah. him in, in, in Invincible and in in Whiplash, you know, like he can really like you know make you like cower, but then he can have the comedic timing that he has in like Spider-Man and Palm Springs. Like mm. he's just such a versatile actor, and like mm. y- you can't go wrong with some J.K. Simmons, you know. You can't. I almost can't said J. Jonah Jameson. Then it's like <laughs> he is J. Jonah Jameson. J. J. Jameson. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So should we dissect episode by episode, or do we just um, you know? Well, I mean, I'll. You can decide. Honestly, like it for me. Episode one was eight weeks ago. I honestly can't remember like everything so like just we'll just kind of roll I with can. how we can well yes John, I, you, I watched can. It, you watched it all like yesterday okay 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 <laughs> by the okay. way John, now that you've watched like a whole season in a day you better be watching all of the clone wars like all the episodes <laughs> oh, that i sent you like you don't have an excuse uh, anymore I for don't. next week you just gotta power through power through but yeah i i think i think the one thing that i would say now now in general, I, I'm more of a fan of the kind of weekly like m- a model of watching TV shows. But I think this is one that I think I would have preferred to watch, you know, all one after the other. There's kind of 
so much going on that things kind of fade into the background before they kind of come to like the surface like I think a, a prominent kind of example are the Mauler twins. They were really funny, like throughout, and and, yeah. and 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 they were great. But I didn't feel like I was truly kind of like interested into their story at first, and so therefore, like you know, you just they don't really have much of a presence um, until yeah. you know their story kind of becomes more developed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Like first time you just go, oh, right there. The story okay you you don't understand what they're doing but you understand them more and about like uh they're cloning <laughs> and it's I'm quite the funny, original. You know, like i am the original clone and um yeah it's just quite funny um uh, so i think they're just um the comic relief and i really enjoy those uh, those two characters um yeah yeah um that, that that's uh what else the Mauler twins um who voiced well, they, it well who voiced it oh god um i can remember looking but i can't remember the guy's name exactly um, because it kind of sounded familiar i didn't know who it was but it could no, be anyone I, 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 I have no idea i have no idea so what let, let's just kind of talk about like what like everyone's kind of favorite kind of parts of the of, of the show was like like just if you kind of like pinpoint like one kind of you know aspect of it joe we'll start with you just kind of just like the the like how real it was for an animated show about superheroes like you've got a good look into the lives of of mark of adam eve of like omni-man you really saw how human they all were even though omni-man denied it and was like oh yeah. he's so human i relate i relate oh, yeah. to him man well uh, in the first few episodes he, he's like he's just a dad he plays the character of just being a dad really well hey but... son do some training <laughs> uh, yeah yeah hey, son, i'm yeah. gonna punch you in the face and training. i'll punch you yeah and and just land perfectly he just makes a massive crater and um, yeah um Mm. Uh, throughout uh, it's just like it's for me it's like a mix between young justice and the boys right oh yeah absolutely love that yeah i I agree with you but i'm gonna throw in another kind of i think i think there's a lot of sky high in there now i don't know if you Mm. guys have seen sky oh yes right sky high sky high is oh uh, remind me i forgot what was that i i remember the name but it's a kid who whose parents are like it does have Kurt Russell in it. It's a kid who's like his parents are like the top kind of like superheroes, and he doesn't have his powers yet. But they send him off to superhero school, which like you get to via a flying bus. Um, oh. And 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 they drop like cars on everyone to figure out what powers they have, and then like they, oh. and then like he gets put into the like um, the sidekick class mm. and like has to kind of like acclimatize. And I found a lot of like you know like Mark having Omni Man as a dad, like especially in that first episode, and him not having powers yet and feeling a little bit kind of lesser because of it i feel like in that especially in that i i felt a lot of sky high vibes through it obviously obviously it it very quickly takes that kind of turn and i think i think the one thing for me that i would kind of put the show down on and this isn't even like this might be fixing the comic i don't know but i would have liked more like at the start i feel like i didn't i didn't fully like 
like for me the character stuff is always my favorite just seeing the characters doing regular things it's part of the reason why i love falcon and the winter soldier i would have loved just to see mark hanging around his school getting more and more kind of depressed he didn't have his powers and he could be doing things like you know like so much higher you could have like developed his relationship with you know his best friend i feel like these things you know if the if the foundations were a bit stronger i might have kind of got into the show quicker i don't think i did mm. yeah um i think that might be fixed in the comics um yeah i don't know i gotta read the comics because I, I i just want to read them now but it's impossible to get actually on amazon yeah they're, they're not very uh widespread i guess then yeah i haven't seen them at a lot of places yeah. um, well, i think it's well, complete um yeah should we talk about like each favorite moments or do we just yeah sure, uh, sure. um you, you you suggested it i'll let you go first john uh, okay so my favorite moment was um and it was quite emotional because it um because it really impacts the whole show um so it was when um Debbie, um, it was like Nolan and Debbie, well, Elmy Man, were in the baseball park um, with uh, seeing his son, uh, Mark, um, you know, winning uh, his first, um, what, what was, in baseball, what was like, like, home one, his first home one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot. Don't talk to us about those American sports. <laughs> okay, a, okay, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. British. Mm, we have British comfort. Sure. Yes. Oh, sorry, mate. We got stabbed. Oh, stupid in it. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, oh, it just got John Constantine right here just going, oh, I will you. So. Uh, Wait, well, why would you get John Constantine when you can get Damien Darkblood? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Clancy Brown. I love Clancy Brown. <laughs> Clancy Brown is honestly the uh, best. I don't know. Joe, have you gotten deep enough into the Clone Wars to see Clancy Brown's character? Not yet, no. Oh, dude. Highlight, highlight of the show. Well, mm. one of the many, but Clancy, you can't go wrong with Clancy Brown. Uh, um, can I? Yes. Me and Joe uh, can Cla- talk more about this. Who's Clancy Brown? Who's Clancy Brown? What? I forgot the name. I'm sorry. Um, remind me oh. the character. He played Damien Darkblood. And he's in everything. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Damien Blackwood. <laughs> he he he's the the main Don't kind of guard in Shawshank. Yeah, he's the guard in Shawshank. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, very yes, recently, yes. He was I, I'm in... sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Okay. It kind of looks like. Let David, me talk about. <laughs> okay, please. Sorry. I what? Okay. Um. So. Um. You know. Um. So. Army man and Debbie. Um. Seeing their son winning the first home one, and then Debbie saying. And these are the joys of um, of life, and this is what humanity is like. And um, Mark went up to uh, Nolan, and then that's quite emotional because he, in the future, well, in the present, uh, he just brutally beaten uh, Mark, and you just go, "Wow, uh, that's wow, uh, that's quite sad." Wow. <laughs> come on, man, Aaron Wilson, come on, get out of here. Um, so I'm yeah, that's my favorite moment. The, yeah, um, there was a lot of messed up moments in the last episode, but I Definitely. think that one uh really shined a lot, like you know, because it's just the moment you, you know, like there's a lot of darkness, but you can find the spark, and I really like that moment. So, yeah, yeah. that was a that was a great moment. I mean, I definitely have 
Like, Joe, what did you think of that moment? I definitely have thoughts, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk a bit about it first. Um, I loved it. I love that that whole section where they're at the mountains and the just Mark's getting absolutely beaten by Omni Man, and they get the flashback to when they're when he's a kid. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And um, there's a line that Omni Man says where it's uh, in in like in 500 years, what will you have? They'll all be dead, and he's, uh. he's there, he's dying. And he goes, "I'll have you, Dad," and that. That really, <sighs> that whole that whole part of the episode really got to me. I genuinely did tear up at that part. I, I teared I up the moment, you know, like talking about the flashback. Flashback. I was like, wow, that's mm. that's just sad, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom, what do you think of that? <laughs> we just getting sad of here. What me? Um. Oh, I think I think it's a really you know really good point. There is this kind of like undertone of love in the in, like enduring love in the show, you know. Like even when you're being beaten to the to a pulp, you know, Max can't bring it into himself to truly kind of like hate his dad. You know, it's not it's not an easy thing to do. Um, I mean, you know, to kind of accept. He's invincible. He is cut to in, cut to invincible. Cut to the, cut more, to more, more 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 blood. Um, uh, yeah, I like that. You know, like each uh, title title um, sequence just gets more mm. bloodier, bloodier, <laughs> yeah, bloodier. Yeah, I mean, especially in the final, it it reminds me very much of a, a Mandalorian. Like some episodes will have like the the, the simple kind of like do doom, and then like you know the episode like stuff's gonna go down when it's like da da, like like the music is oh, like so Jesus. much more kind of imposing. Um, but I thought you were gonna say about the title, you know, like the reckoning or the, the well, no, the, well, yeah, the titles also have that, but like the music, that's where I'm at, that's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I think that that moment, the baseball field, like it was. It was just as heartbreaking as it was kind of like like a nice moment because the moment that Nolan kind of decides to like root for Mark is the moment that he sees that Mark properly like wax the ball, you know, with that kind of like strength um, and it kind of like the ball goes like far. Like I, I think that was like, you know, even, you know, he like because if, if Mark had like only like hit it just a little bit, I'm not sure that Nolan would probably like cheered. Like, I still think that, like, you can see that like, in that scene, as much as you can see that he, you know, learned how to be a father, you can also see that he, from day one, wanted to see that strength in his in his kids so he could eventually mm. take over Earth. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's quite dark, to be honest, because, you know, um, from the very first episode, it's just so wholesome because, like, it's a father and son uh, relationship and it's about Mark trying to, you know, learn to use uh, his powers. And the very last episode, there was the train scene. And uh, I, was I don't want to describe it. I, I don't know. I was, I was eating food and that scene. I watched, oh, you was eating the, the, the blood uh, of, your, of your victims. Oh, yeah. I was, I was eating human remains. Just to get into that Nolan. And, yeah, <laughs> that moment. Um, yeah, that train moment, I, that was like the first time in a while that I was like properly shocked um, from a TV show and the animation. Uh, I, I don't, it, I don't it want to describe it, man. Of, it, it gives that uh, kind of like, as Joe said, it's very much the boys. Like, you know, when Homelander just kind of like starts shooting on the crowd. But the difference is, is that it's real. Like that, you know, the moment where, 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 where Mark's trying to hold up the building and he's trying to save the woman from falling. Uh, uh, like the, uh, there's something in the back of your mind that's just like, oh no, the Guardians are going to come. Something's going to happen. Adam, is going to set like save him, you know, because that's kind of the show. So 
intelligently uses stereotypes and and it and it subverts your expectations and it creates nuance in the stereotypes which is why i think the show got better i think it started out and it wasn't bad but it was very baseline it was very kind of you know stereotypical yeah. and 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 i think the whole show pivots on the ending of that first episode i got like i've recommended invincible to everyone and in the space of like an hour four people texted me the exact same thing Invincible was pretty good, but my that ending, literally, you, John, you texted texted me, like, Zane, who does the thumbnails for the pod, like, loads of people just saying, that ending is insane, and I think that, like, that is yeah. the point in the show where everything, everything pivots in that moment, you know, like, if that doesn't work, the whole show kind of falls apart, but I think they really do well managing to kind of subvert the conventions that they kind of initially introduce. Uh, yeah yeah it's just mind-blowing um get it <laughs> last okay i don't want to wow. describe it um, I'm, 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 I'm so sorry <laughs> um but it's the last is very last um final moments of the uh the first episode it it that's just what made like that's that's the proper start of the show and yeah and it's just like okay this is where we're going all right all right so um yeah it's just like really interesting because um throughout the show you're getting introduced with this character uh is it dark blood yeah damien dark yeah, blood yeah, yeah. um i really like that character because he's like mm, clancy, clancy brown clancy brown clues clues um just finding clues um but um just you know just teleporting around and he's a demon just you no know, just yeah, yeah. Just, he he I, is I very he much a... Hellboy meets John Constantine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting to see. And, you know, like um, the relationship between uh, Debbie and, uh, and Nolan. And it was like deteriorating uh, rapidly throughout the show. Like Debbie trying to find out what um, Nolan did uh, with, with the Guardians of the Globe. Um, I thought, wow, that's everything's gonna go a bit haywire. So um, because it's it's um because it really links back to uh, you know the relationship between um, uh, Clark and Lois in Superman films or in the TV show as well, like how it's gonna work out. And this guy who's basically is unstoppable. Um, let's say <laughs> invincible. He's just army man anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like he, the relationship deteriorates and he's just basically unstoppable. So yeah, it's just. What yeah, I really appreciated about the the love interests of the show, um, you know, uh, Debbie being Nolan's wife and Amber being Mark's girlfriend on and off. Um, they weren't like the conventional kind of like, um, love interests you know amber literally like debbie figured i really out- don't like amber i really don't like amber no okay well um well 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 debbie she fi- she figures out what nolan's done and so does amber amber's smart enough to you know figure out the mark's a hero you mm. know and i i think i think that's like such a subversion like the amount of superhero stories still today that will kind of go along with the kind of like oh i can't tell you my secret identity kind of thing and and i feel like we are kind of getting away from that, but I feel like it's still it's still such a a joy to see competent love interests for once. Uh, so wh- why 
why don't you what what um, right, okay, because, what, what are your thoughts on Amber in general, um, uh, Joe as well? Well, it's just that um, like when, I I I really like her like throughout the the thing, but it's when she you know finds out. Well, no, it's when Mark you know reveals himself as invincible, and it's just like um. It, she tries to make it like herself. It's like it's what worse is that, um, is that she knows why Mark kept the secret, but, but she she didn't really care because she really liked. Oh, Mark, where where were you? Were you um, um, what were you trying to do? What where where you, um, why you're late or doing that? Because it kind of like focuses on, you know, like oh, can you look after me? Because it's a relationship and. You know that really impacts like um, the world, um, like how time and money, or all of that, it affects the relationship. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know. Well, you, yeah. you see, John, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that point specifically, because I actually I really like the part when Mark tells her that he's invincible, and she just like she goes, "Yeah, I know," because what she does in that scene, she stops him from using that as an excuse to just put everything else off. Like she recognizes that he oh, does have yeah. a big role to play in that he is very powerful and needs to save the world, but he also has to be honest with her. And that's like a part of being in a relationship, the honesty. So hundred percent. And I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think it's much better than kind of the stringing along of, a, of an extended superhero relationship. And then then finally telling mm. them and, and it being, you know, a moment of understanding i think i think you know realistically people would be you know kind of annoyed that you know that you're being so dishonest with them i, I but i also think it shows that she's not a two-dimensional character because at the end you know she sees what's happened on the news and stuff and she's just like mate i'm, I'm here for you you know like, mm. like we can like, like and i really know that, that, that you know that this isn't easy for you and you know she 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 grows and, and develops from that um but I, I think yeah, I, I might have to agree. Yeah, I yeah. have to change my mind. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, Amber. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Have I just yeah. got John to change his mind on, on something? Whoh, oh, that's, oh my that's, god! That's, this is the first time we've got it on recording. Uh, everyone got it on recording. <laughs> oh, we got recording. Uh, for those yeah. for those of you listening at home, um, Joe, Joe and John have a have a an ongoing feud about. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, don't and... bring that up! No, 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 no. Well, that's it. He's mentioned it. Let's go. <laughs> no. All doors are open. Let's go. We're doing it. Okay. Oh, uh, Zack Snyder. Uh, right. So, um, yeah, I have <laughs> one, to change my mind one day, about that. One day. One day. Oh, I'm going I'm I'm to get us to talk ah. about it on the pod. Or Justice League. We'll talk about Justice League on the pod. That's something we can oh. all unite about. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, we were, yeah. So we were talking about our favorite moment. So, Joe, what do you, what's your favorite moment from the show? Um, well, I, w- I was going to say that I had three, and John took two of them, so I'm going to have to resort to my third. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. John, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to be Swiper from Dora the Explorer. Watch, swiper, watch, swiper. Watch Joe, watch Joe take my only thing now. I'm just going to be like, I have one. I have one thing. And Jason's I have one. It. It's when he goes to space. Uh, um, but it's not that. Yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> I think it's in the second episode when Mark's fighting with the Guardians. The well, not the Guardians. The um, I think they're called like the the Teen the Black teen Titans teen team or something. Oh, oh. Teen, teen Titans. Yeah, the Teen Titans. Teen Titans. The show. And um, he, <laughs> team he, team. My God. He goes to the hospital. He takes this old woman to the hospital, 
After oh, he's when he's leaving the hospital, he finds out that she died and he's distraught by it. And it's like the first time that someone's died because he couldn't save them. Uh, that, yeah, that, that just, that's heartbreaking, yeah. man. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, you know, it just gives us like a stark reality. Um, yeah. Yeah, about like superheroes and, you know, about very like unstoppable or invincible like um People Invincible to help. You said it. You said it, everyone. Uh, I, I'm a genius, ladies and gents. Uh, so, uh, like, how he's very powerful, but he can't help um, those who are uh, mortal or uh, mm. human. You know, it's very, very heartbreaking to yeah, see. Yeah, I, so. I think, I think yeah. something that so many comic book properties really struggle with doing is showing widespread effects on people i think you can do you can you can show the stakes through you know the effect it has on the main characters you know a superhero is in danger a superhero dies somebody the superhero knows directly dies you know you have your very kind of uncle ben like um that kind of thing where like someone they know dies and that's kind of like a big part especially like in big action scenes you know you've got man of steel or like the first avengers film where like the public are in danger and i think having a hero be so distraught about one person who he doesn't even know is it just goes to show the type of hero that Mark is like just immediately. It's not like someone super close to him. It's just somebody who he kind of feels for and, you know, it is super distraught that he can't save them. Yeah. Great power. John, you had, do you mean if you have a moral responsibility, responsible, wait, no, if you had a moral, what is uh, and remember the quote from Amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> if you have a moral choice to do something, I, I refuse to a, remember anything. You have from a, Amazing Spider-Man. The great power comes with great responsibility, Peter Parker. Wait, yeah, that's the one. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know my favorite. I think you've all taken on my choices. <laughs> all of the above i'm going to say but i'm going to say that my favorite part is is if i can't choose any of these moments I'm uh, i'll to... give you a moment tom i'll give you a moment <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say the, the the kind of montage where adam eve is saving people she's going across like the world she's kind of like mm. uh mm, improving yeah. people's livelihood and like um like creating like uh life where there is kind of like a drought and stuff I think the, the 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 whole show is about you know humanity and identity and 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 re- reclaiming your own as a hero reclaiming what you kind of you know not what the corporate people want you to do not like the big well not what like the the world might need for you but what you want what you've done for the for the average joe for the you know f- you know being that kind of friendly neighborhood That's hero true. In the show, you've got like this kind of like immediately you've got the Guardians of the Globe and stuff, and 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 you've got these smaller heroes who then have to take up this kind of mantle and mark, you know, who's kind of having to live up to Omni Man, and 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 so often they kind of forget to look out for the for the little hero. So the the idea that you know Adam Eve has to leave it all behind in order to to do what is right, what she really needs to do, and you know you get that with Robot as well, you know, who wants to kind of like have this kind of identity so he can feel love so they can do the small things that really make them kind of feel you know it's kind of like a uh like a a higher pleasures lower pleasures thing you know like 
they get to really help in a meaningful way that doesn't involve destroying cities. And mm. it's like the episode where Mark helps out Stone Man. I can't remember his name, but Stone Man. Um, and no, and he does it. Character. Wait, you forgot the name of St- the guy who yeah, is... I know, it's Mar- 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 Marshall or Ali. That's, that's, that's all you need to know. It's called Titan. Ta- Titan, sure. Yeah. Right. There I'm gonna stick with Stone Man. Um, so, Stone Man. So Are you Stone... seriously kidding me? Yeah. You could have so, called like the thing Stone Man. Oh, it's it's Stone Man. It's you... the thing, right? We've all we've all we've all <laughs> we've all seen Fantastic Four in some capacity. Um, oh God. Basically, Mark, despite what Nolan might think, Mark does it purely, you know, out of the good of his own heart, and he does it purely to, you know, to help people, and that's what it's about, and that's what it should be about, and that's what you know comic book properties in general have become so far removed from that which is why i love it when those kind of things save people you know uh it's you know mark and marx gets his ass handed to it for him he really really gets like hurt <laughs> but yeah you know, in the grand scheme of things he has done something that is really important and and i mean he hasn't in that particular case but to him he thinks that you know he's saving like the small the, the little guy you know he's helping them out it's the whole kind of arc of you know, you don't have to kind of be saving, like do, fighting some kind of extraterrestrial threat to 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 be a hero. You can just be doing something, something well, what small, was, something what was, as small. A hero. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in Dark Knight. Robot head. A hero can be a hero can be anyone, even a man doing something as simple as putting a coat on a boy's shoulders and telling him that the world that the way of uh, I, uh, I could uh, basically Jim Gordon and Dark Knight Rises. Somebody else talk now. I've I've I'm sorry. I really uh, that that's a that's a, uh, another comic book moment I like. Um, yeah, um, you know, it, you know, like um, when um, Army Man uh, talks about like, hey, that's beneath you. you should shouldn't do that because that's a bit like, oh, why he's you know he's a Vulture and um, and you know that links back to. Like of the you know like the last episode and they're saying oh we we kill the weak uh in our planet uh and and you know it really links back to the whole um idea of um Nolan trying to teach um Mark about everything in in his training you know like um how to do this or how to um do that and and another thing he, he doesn't uh, teach about is about um saving people uh, in in his way um you know he doesn't really see human life that valuable um so but mark uh, sees human life valuable and you know it really impacts um everything so i i really like that uh, you know that arc with mark trying to uh help um a lot of people, um, even though um, Nolan doesn't want him to. So, you know, he's a vulture mind. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think there's an interesting kind of hypocrisy that comes with the, the vulture minds. You know, there's the kind of like, oh, we're going to take away weakness from our kind of society. But in doing so, you've got that kind of that kind of thing of when everyone's super, no one will be, you know, everyone's strong, but no one's strong, you know, which is, you know, kind of 
why I guess they kind of go to other worlds to make themselves feel. I think this. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm excited to see how whether we'll see the rest of the Viltrumite kind of empire or or however that might pan out in the future because um, you know there's a lot of kind of interesting stuff to be expanded on there. Yeah. Oh, another thing um is really interesting is that um in the you know I like um a lot of superheroes um films or tv shows the end with like the hero saving the day but this one was like a bit you know heartbreaking and emotional because it's father and son um, yeah he's mark's granted a mercy at the end of the day yeah you know like if if he hadn't been able to appeal to omni-man's kind of humanity he would have been dead man and and the ending of it is just him surrounded by his friends and him he's 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 you know he's been changed by this yeah and there isn't that kind of you know stand on a building look cool you know like swing it like smile at the camera kind of like have the final kind of flight final swing whatever you want to kind of characterize it yeah but i, and, I go on uh sorry um yeah so um so i know that i'll talk about this moment later um the, the last final bit of the show i really liked it uh but yeah what well, yeah carry on uh, are you gonna say sorry I don't remember, John. I don't remember. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so what what should we talk about? Um, uh, well, I mean, just I any, really... and just any other thoughts in general. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Joe directly because I feel like uh, I feel like we're taking the the, the spotlight. Well, yeah, definitely. For me, the whole show is about being more human and being a better person overall. Mm-hmm. A lot of characters definitely do that, like. Um, with like characters like um, Rexplode becomes a better person throughout, becoming more of a team player. Black Samson is is a perfect show of how, even though he's not got any superpowers, he can still keep up with the Guardians of the Globe. Um, Mark has to be, has to tackle with being both a human and a Viltrumite and balancing the powers that he has with being a regular kid who's trying to get through high school. And like even to an extent, I think that goes with Omni Man at the very end. Like you said, he granted Mark Mercer, showing that Mark has, has changed him in some way, made him more loving, at least to a degree, so that he won't kill Mark in the grand scheme of the Viltrumite Empire's takeover of everything. I just think that's very interesting for the show. And um, speaking of Explode, um, I did not know uh, Jason. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, the last Man- name. Manzukas. Manzukas. Yeah, uh, I did not know that was voiced um, by him. Um, mm. So that's interesting. Um, Explode. Um, yeah, I, I really like the um, the arc of Explode because he was a bit uh, a bit of a, um, a prick at the beginning of the show, like in episode two or episode three. I'm not too sure. Was it? Oh, I, I, I don't He's know. He's introducing I... episode two. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. And you see throughout um that at the final um moments in in the show he wipes off the blood in mm. the uh HQ uh Guardians um globe. Uh and he's trying to wash it off and like we earned this, we we earned this, we saved those people and um and I really like the arc. So yeah. Yeah. I I think one of I, um, that's my favorite moment. I've decided the, uh, <laughs> is when Black Samson kind of like squares up to him a little bit, and 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 all the rest of the Guardians kind of 
get ready to to attack Black Samson, and and, yeah. and it's and it's like you know that like and and then and then he's like, well, now we're a team because you're ready mm. to defend um, Rexplode, and I think that's wonderful. It, it's again. They don't become a team because they defeat the bad guy. Far from it. They become a team because they learn to um, empathize with each other, to uh, to save people, and to kind of you know to work together, you know, to do the right thing and not not to not to defeat the villain, but to you know just be better people in general. Rexplode is a perfect example of someone who is a real asshole at the beginning, and then he yeah. you know he regains a, a humanity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, should we talk about individual characters that we liked uh, in the show? <laughs> you sounded like you're, you're so grasping at straws. Like, I don't know what to talk about. Let's just talk about like Because there's so individual. much to talk about. There's well, so I, talk I actually about. want to ask about, so yesterday, just after the finale, Ed, or maybe it was the day before, I don't know, but it has been announced that Invincible has been renewed for seasons two and three. Now, given that... Hey, yeah, heck, yeah, yeah, heck, yeah. Now, given that, given that none of us have read the comic, and I assume that none of us really know, like, anything about the, the comic story, but I mean, yeah, if no. you do, that's fine. What do, you, what do we all want to see? Uh, I'll start with Joe. What, what do you, you want to see from season two and three? Um, how do you want the kind of story to go? Um... Oh... I want, I want space stuff, like with uh, Alan the Alien and the like, the Council of Worlds that he was talking about that Mark right. has to help them with the Vultron Empire that he needs to defeat. I think that'd be very cool if we saw a lot more space stuff there. But if they just stick to the human element and stick to the characters being good characters, I think I think it'll do wonders. Like if we get a lot of stuff with Mark and Amber having a good relationship whilst also being a superhero that'd be cool um a lot of i think we could get a lot more of of the new guardians of the globe just doing stuff being a team now that they've come together properly then that'd be cool uh hmm. yeah. yeah i have to probably I... some mark and his mom mark and his mom's relationship being stronger now mm, one of the yeah one of the kind of like really kind of poignant images was like him coming into her room and her just being crying mm. and then him just not having the kind of capacity to to you know to comfort her just having to leave because what would you do yeah. in that situation you know i think you bring up a really good point um i think well i mean i think they should stick with um the 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 stuff on earth i think you know you can't take every single character to space and i feel mm. like as soon as you go to space no one's going to want to watch the earth stuff anymore you know it's, it's a lot of shows really struggle with an a plot and a b plot because the a like yeah, i think family guy is a perfect example nine times out of ten a plot is so much more compelling you know like that there'll be like a brian and stewie kind of like time hopping thing and then there'll be like a a, a chris thing and no hey, one can watch the, the the chris the chris thing you know everyone's so much more interested in the a plot and i think if you go to space the thing you know and then you cut back to like you know the people on the ground i feel like it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot less compelling and so i think they should let the space come to down to earth and see everyone kind of react to it and and have you know that continued exploration of humanity obviously i don't know who, i don't know how the comic goes but yeah, I definitely yeah. think they should stick to what made the first season. So yeah, I, yeah, stick it to Earth. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty interested to see. Um, like, are they gonna like pick characters from 
the graphic novels on screen in the next few seasons, um, next two seasons, sorry, and um, and how it's going to work. So I wonder if there's going to be more consequences in the next season or well it looks like the uh, will straight away like the ending kind of montage shows that a lot of the stuff you know with with titan i know his name um <laughs> it like you know that kind of stuff comes back there's stuff like with the martians and like the parasites that all seems like it's going and to come back in some capacity yeah right exactly yeah and i really like the moment you know like um it comes that montage you're thinking oh what, what what's he gonna do and then he just goes huh guess i'll just finish high school yeah right yeah that's good that's good well that's what i want to see that's what i want to see it's like you know i want to see mark be at high school it's it's it it probably comes from a deep-seated like you know want just to see spider-man do that but it is kind of like that's what i want to see i don't want to see like you know i'm not that bothered about seeing mark like deal with like extraterrestrial threats that's cool but i want to see him like juggle like a regular life and the life of a hero i think that Mm. That's always the most interesting kind of stuff. And I think, again, you know, with, with how many comic book stuff we get a year, a lot of it forgets about that that kind of side of it. I think it's very interesting. I just asked you both, you know, what do you want to see? And neither of you mentioned Omni-Man. Do you yeah. want to see Omni-Man come back? Because for um, now, I think, you know... Well, I, I want him four. to be back in the finale in the, uh, in the um, second season because... I think he's going to bring back more Viltrumite or maybe do something worse. I don't know. I think I agree with Tom about him coming back in probably a season four. Like, if we have the next two seasons where he's like, there's the looming threat of him coming back and needing to defend against him. But also, we have to stick with the human element. I don't think we'd, we'd need Omni-Man too soon. We need Mark time to train, at least, to get stronger and be able to fight more than one of him really because there's a whole yeah. imp- empire i feel yeah. like maybe other viltramites before you get to omni-man because mm. you know mark uh, as we've left him he hasn't got over it yet but i feel like you know if you give him chance to get over it and and kind of like you know it's all the more impactful when he has to face his dad again you know like he could like it would be amazing i think if, if they left it long enough for mark to think hey maybe they're not going to come back you know mm. And, and, you know, kind of like a, a, a kind of storyline where everything starts going well. You know, you, you start season three or four or even two, uh, hopefully not two, because I want to see it rather than just be told. But like and everything is going well, you know, like his, you know, like, you know, him and his mom are getting better. You know, they're, they're starting to live life again and kind of move on. Maybe his mom's starting to like, you know, kind of like get back into like the scene of like dating or like going back to work or something. And then he, you know, he's going well with Amber and like everyone's moving on, you know, no one's really thought about Omni-Man because they, they kind of assume that the threat is over. And then mm. like, when you have to be confronted with it again, it brings back kind of so much that you kind of thought that you've forgotten about. I think that opportunity is something that I would really like to see. Yeah. 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 Um, I really like the song choices in in this show um yeah i really yeah. Like, i really like the score every every time the credits would roll i thought the ending score was always like really r- really cool mm. Mm. yeah yeah um so closing thoughts before we hop onto the weekly viewing segment um okay overall. Every, everyone i want i want i want rankings out of 10 you know okay what, i'll, what's I'll your, start what's your, what's your favorite like element and, and what do you want to see in the future john yes you can start so um i give this 
no, actually, I'll, I'll finish with that. Um, so overall, I really love the animation style. It's just so smooth, it and um, it's, it, it's <laughs> sorry. It, please continue. It's, it's uh, sorry. Um, I really like the animation style. It's smooth. The voice acting is just so it's superb, and I really like the um, character arcs in this as well, and the storyline. Um, so I give this. Uh, a nine out of ten, or but if I uh, confident or optimistic, I'll give it a ten. Ooh, subversion! I thought you can give it a ten. Joe, what are you what were you thinking? Uh, I really like the the human element of it all. Um, yeah, I'd add, add sorry, uh, the human element, so I'll give it a ten. And the problems that they're forced to deal with throughout, and the way they overcome the problems. Again, I like the animation style. I think it's very well drawn. <laughs> Um, for me, a big standout is just the all-star voice cast. It's just, it's just brilliant. Everyone in there does a brilliant job. Um, I think I'll go for probably a nine out of ten. There are a couple things that I think could have been better, but yeah, doing overall, a probably a nine. Yeah, doing this nine. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Ex- the exploration of humanity and identity is brought together wonderfully with, you know, that beautiful art style and the all-star cast. The one thing I would say, is particularly towards the beginning, it felt like I, I wasn't, I didn't under, I, I wasn't given enough time to fully understand what life was like before Mark got his powers, before, you know, all that stuff. And I feel like the, 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 everything ramps up, which is a good thing, but I do think it started and I wasn't, you know, other other than I was like, okay, everyone's saying that the comics are great, so I'll continue. There wasn't anything that really made me want to like watch more. So yeah, I'm gonna agree with you guys. Nine out of ten. Loved it. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah, um, and I would love it again. I would well watch it again. And there's so much stuff to talk about. I really like the character of C- uh, Cecil, uh, mm. Robot, um, mm. and all other characters that I really like. So um yeah, so that's my closing thoughts of um do it again, Tom. Do it again. Put it on screen. Oh, oh, uh, of, uh, invincible. Invincible. It's been on screen this whole time. There's nothing. I'll throw some blood on on the on the yeah, it's blood. I'll, I'll I'll just I'll I'll have to I'll have to get out my blood bucket. It's in it's in it's in my, it's in my cupboard. It's Wait, fine. Blood bucket. Where did you get the blood from? And with that, we'll move to the <laughs> weekly viewing segment. <laughs> we will start with the weekly viewing segment. Uh, over to. Joe, what have you watched this week? This week, I have watched Vice uh, ah, nice. with Christian um, Bale, Steve Carell, yeah. and Stan Rockwell. Um, I watched Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I watched Goodfellas. Ooh, so which one do you want to watch, talk about first? Uh, talk about Goodfellas first. Okay. All right, okay. The three. Uh, nice. I loved it. It was phenomenal. Is this your first Probably. time? Did it? Yeah. Are you, have yeah. you just lost your Goodfellas virginity? I, I, I did. Yeah, lost it this week. How was it? I feel like a new man. I do. I do <laughs> feel special to have lost it this week. If I'm going to be honest. Oh, that's good. Uh, it was really good. I loved it. I did love it. Um. So, what do you think of the characters? What do you think of the um, uh, story? Uh, it was. It was phenomenal. It was brilliant. It was. It's probably the best gangster movie that I've watched. I'm. I'm yet to watch the uh, the Godfather. I'm gonna watch that over the, over the summer. Um, but yeah, I love Ray Liotta. He's just. I, I do. He's charming. Um, 
Robert De Niro is absolutely amazing. Oh, Robert De Niro. Can't go wrong. Go wrong. You, can't, you yeah. can't go wrong with Robert De Niro. Even, even in the, the Meet the Fockers movies, he's hilarious. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Joe Pesha just steals the show. Oh, yeah, Joe Pesha. Part. Yeah, he's really great. great. Have, have either of you seen Lethal Weapon 2? No. No. Right. You want, you want like, prime Joe Pesci content. Lethal Weapon 2. And I think he might be in 3 and 4 as well, but I haven't seen them. Lethal Weapon 2. He's awesome. Anyway, sorry, Joe. Continue. Uh, yeah, so good good fellas. Uh, 10 out of 10 for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. Um, okay. That's Yeah, I'd have to agree. I watched Goodfellas two years ago after uh, my GCSEs ended in the summer. And yeah, it has to be my favourite Scorsese film of the ones that mm. I've seen. Um, I only have seen uh, what I think I only seen Shutter Island and that's it. Uh, I thought, have you not seen Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, okay. I have to watch it. A lot of people on my channel well, saying, "Oh, you haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street." You know, you know, you know. Though, uh, I don't know, Joe. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? I have. Yeah, I think that Wolf of Wall Street and uh, Godfellas, Godfellas, Goodfellas, Goodfellas, have a very similar. I, I combined Godfather and Goodfellas there. That's wonderful um i think they have very similar plots i think i think mm. uh, i think scorsese kind of ripped himself off there um yeah. and one of them's a true story or maybe both of them are true stories i can't remember both of them are right yeah so he he made the same film even though they're both true but i think mm. the similarities in each of their films and the way they're told are very it, it's, it's just odd but i definitely think Stop. if you're going to watch one it would be goodfellas I don't know if it's just me, but I really feel like uh, Ray Liotta doing the voiceover sounds a lot like um, Leonardo DiCaprio doing his voiceovers in Wolf of Wall Street. Well, maybe maybe Leonardo funny. DiCaprio was uh, influenced. Influenced. By that. Inspired. Inspired, of course. I don't know what's happened, but John's just disappeared. John's just gone. <laughs> it just, just does now, I guess. Just does now. Just does. Um, so I'll... I'll I'll just I'll just ask him where he is, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll we'll, we'll power we'll power forward. Where you go? I'll I'll power forward, and I'll talk about oh his his phone decided to turn off. So so I'll just I'll I'll power forward. I'll talk about what I've watched this week. So I watched mm-hmm. a film called The Prom on Netflix. Right? Oh yeah. Now I've heard only oh here he is. He's back. I've heard only he's back. Um, <laughs> hey, I've heard. Right. Only so so just for a little bit of context, John. I'm now talking about the prom that I watched this week. Uh, the uh, prom on yeah on Netflix. It I heard only bad things about this film. The only reason why I wanted to watch it was for the god Andrew Reynolds, uh, who you will know from Invincible. He plays uh, mm-hmm. Mark's um, best friend, and he's in Big Mouth and just a loads of things. He's you know in loads of musicals, particularly Book of Mormon. Um, He's awesome. And I watched The Prom and oh my god, it's horrendous. Is it is it really bad? It's I love musicals. Like I just love them. But uh, oh my god. I'm not gonna watch it. This is the okay, so like it's it's a it's a very strange so so like immediately the story is about this uh this uh high school in somewhere indiana actually i think it's indiana and they ban the ban the prom 
the the PTA ban the prom for everyone because one girl wants to take her girlfriend and they're all like, oh, a gay relationship? Who oh, can't be having that? And then these failed Broadway stars decide to in order to like regain their credibility, we'll go and help this girl and give her the prom she deserves. And it is such a confusing film. It's full of the most shallow characters you can imagine who are so two-dimensional and they switch back and forward in between scenes. The The music is just, there's nothing to it. There really isn't. Like it's the kind of thing that you would just find in any old musical. There's actually one, like it's, it's weird. All the songs are just the worst, like so flat. And, and, and there's nothing to them apart from one, which is just amazing for some reason. It's such a weird, like, standout. And it, 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 it's just a musical that, that it really wants to be so clever. It wants to be political. It wants to have all this stuff. But it, it, it's it's not even shot well. You know, everything is CGI. And, and you know, the camera just loves doing... Um, like long takes that, that it interrupts at the, at the strangest of moments, doesn't let anything linger. And when it wants to let things linger, it cuts what, what would be pivotal moments. Even, even Meryl Streep, who is amazing in everything, just doesn't save it. And mm. final point, James Corden is playing, he, he's playing a gay guy and he plays it so camp, it's, 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 it's almost offensive. Yeah. And he got nominated for a Golden Globe for that performance. I don't. It's, I don't like James Corden. I me neither. Man, I don't neither. like him. I don't like him. No, he's he, a he just. It. There are some. There are some decent jokes, but other than that, there's. It just. It just wants to be so much better than it is, and you know the star power. Nothing can save it from itself. It's bad. I'm gonna give it a four <laughs> out of ten because at least I laughed at some stuff. There was some laughed like, at it, not with it. Yeah, exactly. Me, I left yeah. at it, not with it, of course. It, it's one of those films where I start off and I'm like, hey, it could be good. I get sad for a good like chunk in the middle because I'm like, oh, I hope this would be good. And then I just start laughing yeah. at the end, you know? So, so yes. John, please, what have you watched? Tell me something good. I've read... Um, Who's read? Uh, so I've read a comic called... Um, Dark Knight Death Metal. Oh, he's... You, 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 he talked about this last time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I talked about the um, introduction of it. But yeah, no, I know you, you. You teased us. You said that you were going to talk about it, so I've, I've been waiting yeah. for this. So, uh, um, this is one amazing comic. Um, so this is a sequel to uh, Dark Knight uh, Metal, uh, written by Scott Snyder and and drawn by Greg Capullo. To the Lord and Savior. Amazing. That 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 the um that the work is just great. So this one, this one is like the big, big surprise. Uh, you know, like this is the um, it's not the Magnus Opus, but it's just the big one. You know, it's a big one. Oh, it's a waffle. Uh, so uh, so this one uh, there's so much to unfold uh from this uh from this comic, and it links back to uh other massive events like such as um doomsday clock uh crisis on infinite earth and other crisis as well and uh flashpoint yeah i think as well so it goes a lot of stuff and it's just processed you know like very carefully and it's just no it's not too confusing uh but it's great and the heart of the story is wonder woman um so i really like that uh, that one as well um 
there were so many surprising moments as well in this graphic novel. Um, and the 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 the, uh, the writing I really loved in this one is it, Scott Snyder. You can't go you can't go wrong with Scott Scott Snyder. Um, so like if you read Endgame or anything that it it has so many moments like that uh, as well. Um, and there are a lot of plot twists uh, in this as well. Um, and I would recommend it. Yeah, I would recommend it reading it. It's not a masterpiece, but it's a great one. I would re- recommend it. So I give it a nine out of ten. Nice, nice. Uh, so, Joe, what are you talking about next? Vice or Perks of Being a Wallflower? I'll do Perks of Being a Wallflower. So oh, I'll do Perks a few more times. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really like it that much. I'm not oh, gonna lie. Okay, uh, interesting. Uh, I wrote a couple of things down on my phone because. Uh, oh, we're getting, in, we're getting an inside look into, yeah. into into your next review. One of my one of the main things that I said about it is that it feels like a movie written about edgy teens and mental health and repressed trauma by a guy that knows nothing about it. It really, for me, the characters are very, like, basic, basic to the bone. They've, they boil down to one trait, like Charlie's the repressed trauma, and that's his whole character. Um, Ezra Miller's character is just that he's gay, and that's his whole thing. And it's just, it's not interesting to me for, for most of it. The last 10 minutes is the most interesting part, in my opinion. And even then, that's just because we're getting told what what the whole thing was really about. But overall, it was probably a, like a 6 out of 10, in my opinion. But Interesting. Interesting. Ah, interesting. I used, to, I used to love this film uh, a couple of years ago, which is the last time I watched it. And... I think you've you've really hit the nail on the head of what I I actually have a review of it on the pod Instagram, which used to be which used to be my review account, and I'm pretty sure I gave it a nine out of ten at the time. Um, and what I what I said about it was that there was there were elements that didn't feel it felt like it it didn't understand. I think the the the, the kind of mm. it didn't understand like the, the the high school life that it was going for. Um, it yeah, was definitely. as if it was written by somebody who hasn't who hasn't set foot in a high school for years and I think you really hit the nail on the head it is by somebody who doesn't understand the issues and I think that there's a lot of individual scenes that that work really well Mm. I specifically like the hero scene at the beginning and the end and I think that like the characters have good chemistry of each other and they work well and, and I think everything's kind of well done but I think for me the thing was is that and I and I'm sure and I'm sure you'll agree that that it wouldn't take much to just get a little bit deeper into the characters, you know. Yeah, definitely. And 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 it would really add so many more layers to the to the film, you know. That it's like you know, yeah. you you you're so right. You know, Ezra Miller is just the gay character. Emma Watson is just the one that everyone has a crush on. You know, like that kind of stuff. And and it's it struggles. It it tries in scenes to go. To go deeper into it maybe the book does um but but yeah i think that's i think that's a really good way of putting it interesting definitely so john what have you watched another thing um so i i didn't get a chance to watch anything this week because i was watching invincible oh, I so 
so I read another comic called Deceased. Deceased. Yes, it's with deceased. So yeah, I, I yeah. Know. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so this one. Uh, uh, so um, this is more um, like. Uh, does anyone know Marvel Zombies? Yes. Yeah. All right. So that one. That was a mess, that one, um, because it didn't really look into the side effects of that as much. It wasn't that consequential. Uh, so for this one, this is, is world, uh, it's, it's crazy. So um, this one is more problematic. It's a bit more like it's, it's, not, it's not crisis, but it's a bit more... Um, smart it's a bit more smart about this um so the story is is that um there's this antivirus uh, anti-life virus um that was unleashed by dark side and he used that uh, anti-life virus from uh cyborg and in an instant when cyborg just arrived on earth he infected 660 million people in a second yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, so, um, so there's a lot of things, um, like I really like about this. So, um, like how people, um, step up with their roles and how they're gonna work together against this, um, with this uh, infection, uh, that was unleashed by Dark Side, and, uh, and I really there was some moments I realized as well. Uh, John Constantine. I didn't. I did not expect John Constantine to be in this one, but he was. Um, and uh, I really like that as well. Um, but I kind of wish there was a lot more characters that were uh, important in the main story. Uh, but I really liked Superman in this one uh, because he he it reflects about him trying to save Earth uh, from this infection, and there was a lot of sacrifices that he had to make in this one, and it's quite heartbreaking to. Uh, to to see um as well uh so uh, it's a really great comic um and it's a, it's it's a great read um if you're into like some zombie stuff or um how the Justice League is um works together very carefully about this and it brings back a lot of characters from DC history into this massive story uh so I would give it um. A nine out of ten. Very nice. I think nice. It, it's interesting that you you know you kind of talk about how it brings so many different elements. It's so difficult for a for such a big kind of universe to do like a big kind of universe shattering, you know, event like because <laughs> you you know you've got so many bases to cover, so many different like you know things to kind of look at. So I think it, it's good that it sounds like it does that you know well. It's like it's like you know. Civil War in Marvel has so many different, like, if you read Civil War, you're not even getting a fraction of the story because there's so mm. many like, tie-ins that, that you know, talk about, because everything is, like, tied in with so many different, like, universe, you know, like, um, so different people throughout throughout the world. So I think, I think it sounds good that that doesn't just kind of ignore all of that. Yeah, and it's more human, um, and it's quite world-scale um, devastating, so yeah, I would give it a read. Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, are you going to talk about Vice or? 
Uh, I'll, I'll mention some stuff that I liked from it. Um, okay. I thought it was very compelling. Oh, wait, I just realised I missed that myself. Oh, yeah, go on, Steve, oh. go on. Oh, my God, what, what, what am I doing? Um, I read, so uh, a couple a couple of weeks ago, uh, I talked about how I read uh, The Dark Knight Returns, um, which, oh, I no. thought was, which I thought was wonderful. Yeah, I, you know it's coming, John, you know it's coming. I read oh, the sequel, no. The Dark Knight Strikes Again. And I, oh, no. <laughs> something wrong with this one. It oh, feels like no. Frank Miller just went mad. It felt, it felt like he was just like. Okay, he so was this, high. This is I, he I was he, he was he was high and horny whilst writing this one. This um, one, me most is, of the time. Is it? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's true. I, this I, this is. Uh, oh, go, yeah, yeah. Okay, go on, um, go on, go on. Um, please, please. No, you, this is my second. Um, Tom. I don't want to sound mean or anything, but you gave this over Christmas. And yeah, I did. I I'd never I read was... it before. John, I'd never read it before. Also, it's not the first time that one of us has gotten as a, okay, a okay, novel okay. that the other didn't like. And, uh, and uh, I was in quarantine, so I remember liking the graphics. <laughs> and I, I was going a bit um, crazy in quarantine because uh, college had someone... Uh, blah 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 so you gave me the graphic novel i was like okay i'll give it a read and i i remember liking it <laughs> uh, uh funny john you're funny yeah go, mm, on. go on Tom. it's first of all the artwork is ridiculous that it's like it's like they just scribble everything and 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 it's it, it's very difficult to kind of figure out what's going on a lot of the time there's a lot of like you know a lot of explosions and and, and and big like like whack like bang pow which doesn't like really kind of come together in a in in a, in a nice way that's kind of visually satisfying just as like someone's kind of spilled load of ink on the page a lot of the time the way that they draw women you know always just like you know big lips big ass big boobs it's ridiculous like there's no kind of and so many of them are naked and wearing like you know really like slow, like there's literally like a group of like female heroes who are they're like whole thing is that they wear slutty outfits it, and it just feels so like this is not what i want from my dark knight returns story the first one was about like ideology and stuff and and yeah the second one has some ideology in it but there's so much of this kind of like male gazeness to it that i just didn't find appealing at all um but beyond that it, it, it drags in so many different elements elements for elephants there are no elephants in it there are no elephants but um elements it takes in so many different characters from the dc universe and it's it's it, 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 it's just frustrating how it loses its focus on what made the first one, you know, kind of so compelling. And it just in general, it, it, it goes, it really goes for a big swing, but it, it's a giant miss, honestly. I'm a, I'd give it a, a three out of 10. I like some of the stuff, but I think that it, it's so unfocused and so kind of sporadic. So yeah, now Joe, you can talk about, tell, tell us about Vice. Um, well, some of the standouts for Vice for me, uh... Christian Bale is amazing as as, uh, as Dick Chainer as always. You know he's just great. Uh, Steve Carell puts in a brilliant performance from. It's not a performance I'd expect to see from him, but it's still great. It's not very comedic. It's more of a much. It's much more of a serious role from him. I think he does it very well. And Sam Rockwell does uh, George W. Bush very well. <clears throat> uh, for me, the ending is is the best part. Not that the rest of the film isn't great, but there's a speech that Christian Bale does at the end to, to the camera. And I think that was just, just very good. And yeah, that's my opinions on Vice. I think it's um, 
probably a 9.5 out of 10. Ooh, short but sweet. Very nice. Um, wasn't uh, Vice nominated for Best Picture uh, of the Year? was, I believe, yeah. Do you yeah. agree with that? Um, yeah, uh, it was probably. the same, same year as Green Book, Star is Born, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some films but, that I, I do not think should have been nominated. Uh, that's interesting. I believe the uh, Hollywood Reporter called it, quote, the best film of the year. So. Oh, very nice. Does oh, it say that on the front yeah. of the DVD? It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, see what, I see what he's trying to do. Uh, so, John, do you have a, a third thing that you've watched this week? Or uh, no. Um, okay. Uh, but I've ordered a film that I'm going to watch. Uh, it's called Only God Forgives, and it's got Ryan Gosling in it. And it's Woo! the same director who did Drive. So, yeah. Ooh, exciting to hear about that next week. I'm going to end just on the final thing that I've watched. I just think I've got to cry out to the world that everyone needs to watch this show. I've just finished rewatching season one. I've watched it like a thousand times because it's literally the greatest TV show I've ever watched. And that's really high praise. Spaced. Now, John, I know that you've seen Spaced. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Joe, have you seen Spaced? I've seen some of it with the uh, seen some of it, yeah. I think okay. it's very good. Okay, you need to watch it. You need to watch the rest. Obviously, yeah. everyone knows, you know, the Cornetto trilogy, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Baby Driver, all Edgar Wright specials, you know, and, and everyone knows that he's so good with his editing and his cinematography. But what a lot of people do know is that he started out with a TV show called Space, written by Simon Pegg and Jessica uh, Hines who, you know, Simon Pegg has written the, the Cornetto trilogy as well with Edgar Wright. And yeah, it's just a story about two people who are homeless and have to move into a flat together. And, you know, they have like, you know, meet friends and they just kind of feel like a hijinks. But, the, you know, the big thing is that they they have to tell the woman owning the flat, the, the, the landlady, they have to tell her that, that they are a, a professional couple to get the flat. And then it's like a whole thing of like, um, you know, they're kind of keeping the secret from her and they go through loads of things. But the thing that makes this show so very good is the way that it's all put together with such incredible chemistry from all the cast and movie references galore. Let me tell you, every single time I watch the, the show, I notice a new reference. Every, I, I, I'm convinced, every line, you know, every like shot, everything's there's, there's, there's a quote in every scene uh, uh, there's a there's a reference in the background or whether it's like specific like in the first episode you've got shining references like there's even like a star wars line that i just noticed like watching it last week it's so meticulously done and so cleverly done with some you know the kind of brand of comedy that Cornetto trilogy does so well and, and characters that are just iconic i mean brian come on um but also with, with a deepness to it all, all the characters, you know, it, it comments on life and about like the, the nature of the industry that, you know, the people, the, the, the characters, you know, are trying to get into and, and the nuances of stereotypes, you know, this is made early 2000s. So there is a lot of stereotypes in there being, you know, like the, the nerd, the artist, the fashion girl, the kind of like uh, army guy, but it's all done with like so much like wit, but also so much kind of emotion and I can't, I just, I struggle to think of a show that's better um, than this show. It's absolutely incredible. Joe, you need to watch it. I will. All of it. Everyone needs to watch it. John, watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> it's the best. It's so good. It's on it, Netflix. It, it is. It is Everyone best. watch it. It's so good. So I think that's, I think that's it. 
Uh, is, that, is, that, is that it for everyone for the weekly viewing segment? Yeah. Yeah, that's it, I think. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, it's a, it's, it's a sad one, but that's... Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. Of course. Of course. Thank of you, Joe. Course. Anytime. Anytime. Well, anytime. Um, we do actually have plans to talk about... We do. <laughs> the original Suicide Squad. The extended cut of the 2000, the 2016 Suicide Squad oh, film. Nah. John, you've never seen it. I'm going to let you borrow that deep, that Blu-ray. We're all going to rewatch it just for the oh, before, no. before the Suicide Squad comes out. So, so guys, if you like, if you liked um, seeing Joe, you'll you'll be seeing him again to talk about what is mm-hmm. clearly the best film that we've talked about on the pod so far. I mean, oh, without Tom, a doubt, oh. I mean, no one's going oh. to no one's going to disagree with me there, right? I'm we not cry, anything. Oscar winner, Oscar winner, Suicide Squad. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you do, you want to uh, repeat uh, where everyone can find you, just so if anyone uh, wants to yeah, check out Joe's uh, reviews, over right. on Instagram at uh, Hegdog Films. Familiar? Yeah, he's got a he's got a perks of the of perks being a wallflower review coming. Yeah. We're all we're all on tenter hooks, Joe. You, you're now on. Uh, a, peep out for that. You've now got expectations. Yeah. I know. And I'll try and get it up for when the pod goes up. Oh, okay. So you've got a you've got a day. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a day. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that Thanks. one. Uh, I, and yeah, so next week, John and I will be talking about the bad batch, won't we, John? Yes, of course. Yeah. You know that, what you know that means, John. You know, you've got you've got a lot of phone wars <laughs> watching to do. Good luck. Um yeah. and yeah, so as always, thank you for watching. If you want to get in contact with the podcast in general, you can email us alsteinfilmpod at gmail.com or get in touch or just follow us on Instagram and Twitter at alsteinfilmpod. I've been po- I've been posting a lot on Twitter recently because I've been trying to kind of like grow our kind of footprint. And that's just a lot of opinions that I have. Um, you can find me at Tom Bourbon on Twitter. Uh, I You can find me, um, Comedy John 42 on Twitter. Where can we find you on Twitter, Joe? Uh, uh, Joseph Hegarty 16 the link's in the description I think it is in the description we're all in the description no we're not oh the, the yeah we're are. in the description we're not in the description the links are we're not trapped we could be trapped <laughs> oh, no. I'm trapped help. Help. <laughs> help I'm trapped help. Yes, right, time podcast won't let out. me leave <laughs> so yeah you can so yeah tune in next week and, and of course subscribe and, and like if, if you enjoyed and want to see more and you can hear us talk about the Bad Batch next week with Joe tied up in the corner it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> Joe's trapped. He's here forever now. Um, uh, Joe, so you're trapped here now. Yes. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah. Um, be safe. Um, of course. Please wash your hands and uh, wear, wear a mask. Things are uh, getting better. Um, I get, so well, you say, John, you say that every week. I guess they are getting better. <laughs> Maybe they're not. We don't know. Me, me and Joe have just started our A-level exams. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dying inside. Very yeah. Don't remind me, Tom. Uh, everything will be alright. <laughs> did you enjoy the film exam, Joe? Uh, yeah, I oh, didn't did enjoy you? my others, but I enjoyed the film one. Yeah, the film one was alright. Vertigo. Uh, well, one day we might talk about it. But yeah, so Joe, are you familiar with our kind of uh, ending routine that we do at the end of every pod? Uh, not very. So, <laughs> so we, so I say, take what you give, and John says, give nothing back. So you guys, I'll say, take what you give, and 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 you guys can both say. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll try this. We have we haven't practiced beforehand, guys. This could go really wrong. So, without further ado, take what you're given. Get nothing back. Get nothing back. Uh, that was not. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>